Welcome to Foul Mouths Podcast, episode 18. It's the banter you've been waiting for. How was that? <laughs> that was pretty good. That The whole thing <laughs> clipped. Everything about that was too loud. Foul Mouths Podcast, it's about birds. Greetings, Foul Mouth listeners, and welcome to episode 18, dropping on this the finest of days, the 5th of May in the year of our Lord, 2020. Today, your intrepid hosts will detail their big or not days, birding on May 3rd. Sean will talk about birding from windows, which only sounds sort of kinky. Scott will wax philosophical about mindful birding for the travel impaired. And Heather will get called out for calling out Sean for birding by ear on Twitter. If you need any more incentive to keep on listening, this is the shortest episode we've ever recorded. So set your timer for eh, something like 57 minutes. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, listen to the swearing. All right, shit, Sean. Um, what the fuck? Welcome to your own podcast. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck did you do today? <laughs> that our intro sounds like we're sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. Uh, we're not. I'll, but I'll, we, sh- we, sh- I'll, we should be now. I'll do anything to. F- to just not randomly fall asleep doing household <laughs> tasks. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I spent the the night last night like rolling around in bed till like one thirty, and then I woke up this morning at like quarter to six, and met Matt Bell, previous podcast guest, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh at that one. But nobody knows why, and we met up at. <laughs> this local park called Valley Falls. It's uh, this new park I've been getting associated with since we moved up here. Um, Pretty uh, good cruising like, spot. Yeah, it's cool. It's like it's fairly flat. It's got a ton of different uh, little small ecosystems. There's a pond and some like swamplands, and then a river and some meadow and some woods. Like a little bit of everything, like cliffs, everything. Creepy so, people hiding in bushes. Yeah, pretty much. They're all fishing, but they're <laughs> they're still hiding and they're loud. Um, it, social distancing is a little bit difficult there, but mm-hmm. I bring my mask and I stand in the middle of the woods if I have to to get around, away from people. Yeah. So Matt and I met at like seven o'clock, and he mapped out this five and a half mile loop, okay. and we went in opposite directions. And so last night. Uh, if anybody's been watching like the bird cast or whatever, like the, um, those, uh, what do you call them? Radars, you know, the bird radar, mm. the big, big, big bird brother or something. Mm. Um, the, there was a huge, huge movement of migratory birds. It was like warblers, orioles, flycatch, some, some of the early flycatchers and stuff like that all moved into the Northeast. So the, this morning we got there, it was like seven on the dot and I opened the car door and it was like warbling vireo, wood thrush, northern perula. Mm-hmm. And right then I was like, oh, it's going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. And so, so Matt showed up and we walked in for the first like 200 yards together and we had 35 species. Nice. <laughs> it was like it was like 15 minutes yeah. and um, blue winged warbler and within like. 10 minutes we had a hooded warbler and for the north northern connecticut hooded warblers fantastic yeah so you know 
I'm doing my my big year up here, and I've been I was sitting at about 120 species, and I was like, all right, let's go. I, I'm ready for this. Let's see what let's see what warblers are here. Maybe mm-hmm. tick off a few. I finished the day with uh, about three and a half hours with 67 species, mm-hmm. eight, 18 of which were warblers, and wow. I fucking lost it. Um, Matt was in contact with people uh, like on the shoreline and stuff like that mm-hmm. all day, and it turns out the, the shoreline, which is usually like warbler heaven right yeah. now, was like six species, 15 yep. total or something yeah. like that. It and, was, it was I, super dead. It's crazy, right? So here, yeah. It's like the it's like this first wave just flew past its normal migrant traps and yep. right right to us, like wow. right to where we were standing. So we got. I have my list pulled up. So I'm. I told Bird Twitter that I was just going to list everything I saw. So <laughs> okay, but you 60- have to, you have to take a deep breath and you have yep. to do six. You have to do sixty seven species in less than sixty seven seconds. Okay, I can do that. All right, time me. Ready? Oh, you're actually gonna do it? Yep. I thought we were just gonna. Right. You're gonna time me? All right. Yep. And go. Canada goose, morning dove, double crested cormorant, green heron, turkey vulture, belted kingfisher, yellow-bellied sapsucker, red-bellied woodpecker, downy woodpecker, hairy woodpecker, northern flicker, eastern phoebe, gray-crested flycatcher, yellow-throated vireo, blue-headed vireo, warbling vireo, red-eyed vireo, blue jay, black-capped chickadee, tufted titmouse, northern ruffling swallow, free swallow, barn swallow, white-breasted nuthatch, brown creeper, blue-gray gnatcatcher, house wren, Carolina wren, European starling, gray catbird, eastern bluebird, veery, wood thrush, American robin, house sparrow, house finch, American Goldfinch, Chipping Sparrow, White-Throated Sparrow, Savannah Sparrow, Song Sparrow, Eastern Toey, Baltimore Oriole, Red-Winged Blackbird, Brown-Headed Cowbird, Common Grackle, Ovenbird, Warm-Eating Warbler, Louisiana Water Thrush, Blue-Winged Warbler, Black and White Warbler, Tennessee Warbler, Common Yellow Throat, Hooded Warbler, Northern Perula, Blackburnian Warbler, Yellow Warbler, Chestnut-Sided Warbler, Black-Throated Blue Warbler, Palm Warbler, Yellow-Rumped Warbler, Black-Throated Green Warbler, Canada Warbler, Scarlet Tanager, Northern Cardinal, Rose-Breasted Grosbeak, and a motherfucking Cerulean Warbler. Oh. Sick. 58 seconds. Wow. Well, it was worth it for the cerulean to go over yeah, time. <laughs> that's so great. No, 50, I, no like 58. 58. No, you seconds. made it. You're, you're a ten se- more than 10 seconds yeah, under. You, you could have just oh, sang cerulean shit. warbler for 10 seconds. Yeah, man. Well, that, that little motherfucker. And a motherfucking cerulean warbler. <laughs> he fucking sang his song to me, I'll tell you that. Oh, mm. man. Um, the song of his people? It, yeah, it was pretty rad. It I, was a cool day. Um, that's amazing. And, we were like texting back and forth the whole time just to tell each other like what we were seeing just in case there was something we missed. And yeah. um, Matt ended up doing like a 10 mile hike and got a few other species that I didn't get. And, you know, overall for the first push for migration for the, for the first real migratory push besides like the early guys coming in, this was fucking amazing. This was the best first uh, first migration day I've had um, and my big year numbers are sitting at 150 flat and my goal <laughs> who mm-hmm. I figured would be roughly 150 160 that's wow. May 3rd so I'm pushing I'm thinking at this point you know even if it's chasing rarities mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of sitting pretty for the rest of migration yeah I can I can chase stuff magnolia I still need you know things mm-hmm. like that so and those are things that we're gonna get no matter what your, warbler so I can't that. even remember how many warblers you had did you have a connect you had a Connecticut warbler 
Tennessee. No, Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee. Yeah, Connecticut's in Connecticut. Ironically, right. don't show up until the yeah. fall. Yeah. Okay. We don't get them in the spring. They're they're probably all in Minnesota in the springtime. They just they move straight up the north. Um, maybe maybe people in Ohio are lucky they get them. Um, but yeah, we don't see them until the the fall. And I've I've gotten one every fall for the last three years. But it's you got to fucking work for that bird. So um, they're they're fucking assholes. They just they're in the brush. They run like a robin. They're like one of the only like you know warblers hop. You see them hop, but they run. Hmm. You know, one foot in front of the other. It's really weird <laughs> to see this little Connecticut warbler running by you in the underbrush, and you're like, I think that's son of a bitch, and like, <laughs> it's so hard to get them. So, but that was, yeah, it, this morning was fucking phenomenal. Um, I was standing in the parking lot, and Matt was still birding in the patch, and he, I was just texting him directions for birds I was seeing in flight. Like a green heron flew over, and I'm like sending him screenshots of where the bird landed so he could go in and get it and stuff like that. It was it was super fun. Um, it was like one of those one of those weird days where we thought maybe it would be good, but we didn't expect how good, and yeah. we were sort of we we're sort of unprepared uh, and at the same time over prepared. I, I, it was really odd and had a shitload of fun that I finished the day with the worm eating warbler and the Viria um, mm. and the Viries. Uh, there was like six Viries and a worm eating warbler. And mm. I love worm eating warblers. They're so funny to me. And this one didn't sing and it wasn't on the ground. It was like in a tree and just yelling at me with a face full of leaves. It was mm. perfect way to end the walk. So, mm. um, and then I failed at taking a nap all day. Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that was my morning. It was but that was you nuts. last year, too. You got all, like, you went home, but then you just, like, laid on the couch, like, frenetically, like, hitting up eBird or something. Yeah, and I've been doing that all day again, just seeing what I missed. Uh-huh. A guy up here... A guy up here just reported a prothonotary warbler, which we're real far north for that, especially yeah. where I am. So, right. you know, tomorrow after work, I'm going to yeah. go see if I can find this one prothonotary warbler and maybe chase a uh, least flycatcher if okay. I can get one. So then the just, so the yellow throat that was you didn't get the yellow throated either, right? Because that was just that was reported at at the Near Eli us. Whitney Museum. <laughs> yeah, that was New Haven, and I. I got one last year in New Haven County. Okay. I just, you know, instead of chasing every freaking warbler, uh, if it's on my life list, I'm not going to go after it unless mm-hmm. it's in count in my county territories. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm going to like get there, and then somebody's going to find the first Swainson's warbler for you know Connecticut ever, and I'm going to feel like an asshole for leaving. So uh-huh. I'm just like, I need to like. If I can stay focused on the big year, I won't chase things to the far corners of the state, and mm-hmm. I'm in better position. So, you know, right now, I could theoretically chase whatever I want because I've seen everything that I could have wanted to see as of May 3rd. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, it's just waiting for the flycatchers to come in So and uh, some of the breeding warblers and chase rarities until the fall. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape right now. Um, my my big two big hopes right now for the for the spring are that we a get our first state record of Swainson's warbler, and I can get that because it will be a lifer and a state bird, and I can get 
uh, my lifer golden winged warbler. And there was one seen today, but they're super rare in the state, even though they're, they should be here. You know, we've just fucking killed every bit of habitat that they would ever occupy. So, Mm. um, and I'm waiting for the cuckoos, but they all breed up here. So I should be good. I'm pretty stoked. It's a good year to be stuck at home in my own County. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. It definitely seems, yeah, something something went weird because we walked out the door and there was like a, there was a palm warbler just sitting on a tree in front of the house and it, palms aren't anything special, but it is sort of weird to see one in a neighborhood. And yeah. then I and heard, that's It's late for them. They're, yeah, they're realistically, right. they should have moved along by now. So And then um, we heard northern perulas and then saw them. And while we were looking at perulas, there was a black and white warbler. And this is all like standing on our front steps. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in like residential, yeah. Uh, yeah. small, small town Hamden, Connecticut. Yeah. It's crazy. It was. And we were like, this is going to be amazing. And we went to what we call the warbler hole, which is uh, close to where we live. And last year, well, like Heather, we walked in and Heather like 40 feet into the woods, Heather's like, oh, there's a chestnut sided. And by that point, we had seen, like, I can't remember black the list. Black-throated blues. Yeah, we had seen black-throated blues, and then we saw black-throated greens, and then there were, it was just like it just kept going. It kept going. And kept this going. is all in the space of, like, five or 600 feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were like, this is, you know, cause, so we could just sit there and sort of. We and, were surrounded by warblers. Yeah. Like, it was, you could. We just put yeah. James in the dirt, and you took a dirt bath, and we were just like, "There's just counting, counting birds, just flying counting warblers everywhere." And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that birdie. No, well, um, it wasn't warb. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't birdie, and it wasn't warblery at all. We got well, it was yellow, yellow butterbutts. Yeah, yellow rumped, and that was like, and the mm. palm, and that was. Though the one good moment yeah. I had was was that we were walking in. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a vireo because um, it was really raspy and trilling. And I was like, oh, that's weird because it doesn't really sound like um, a warbling vireo. It's like a warbling vireo cut short. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then I saw the yellow throat. And, oh, yeah. I, and I was like, is that a black-throated green? Just because I literally have never seen a... Um, a yellow-throated vireo um, before, and uh, and then I was like, well, maybe it is a vireo because of the um, the song, and lo and behold, that's what it was. Mm. So that was pretty. That was a pretty good find. Yeah, it was a lifer for yeah. both of us, yeah. which was cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, congrats! That's awesome. Yeah, this is a good year for them. Um, there's, uh, it looks like vireos pushed really hard. So yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you get. You know, keep your eyes out because it's not unheard of to have Philadelphia's coming through, and that would mm. be a cool one too. So. I, I've I've heard the vireos all day today. I saw yeah. I saw one warbling vireo, but there was definitely more yeah. um, everywhere, like all around our street, which I don't recall that happening last year. So I was pretty surprised at how many vireos I heard. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you? Um, spend a lot of time walking around or did you do more yard birding today um we walked around a bit but it wasn't really 
we got? Yeah, I'm trying to think if we, if we like retrace steps. Like we saw Baltimore and um, bunch of barn swallows barn on the lake. And um, yellow warbler. Obviously, the great blue herons everywhere. Yeah, they're herons. Yeah, of course. Um, um, trying to think what else. You saw the eastern towhee yeah, later. Yeah, there was an eastern towhee at the at the end of the day, which is sort yeah. of nice, just sort of scratch, so scratching cool. around. That was cool. Um, so pretty. They're, the black on them is so black. It's pretty. Well, I love yeah, this one. This one was. This one was. Yeah, this either, was a either a female or an immature because it was. Oh, it was really? Just, but I was, love the brown. It was just cafe brown yeah. on top. Chocolate tone. Yeah, it was They're real. Sick. It yeah. was real chocolate, and then the then that orange, that sweet orange rump. Yeah. Um, which is which is nice, yeah. So we, did, I mean, and then we got a little bummed because we just we spent about an hour and a half, maybe two, walking around, and then we're like, we shouldn't have left the front yard because honestly, we, saw, <laughs> we were seeing like more on the steps. So, um, but on our way back, in the tree, like literally, lo and behold, in the tree in front of the neighbor's house, um, were like four five six cedar wax wings just chilling like nice. had had just finished brunch and we're just doing their their hangout thing and, <laughs> trying to um, figure it out if they were about to get real drunk or not yep yep and i love me some cedar wax wings mm-hmm. like if i had to come back as a bird that would probably be the one and i mean uh, it's hard not to they're gorgeous well and they're just there's they they have such fun personalities it seems like you know and it's cool like there's one or two that are like peeping around like what's going on the other three are, are like passed out you know yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they sort of take turns um but yeah it was cool but i mean i've i've never i mean we were surrounded by perulas today mm-hmm. just like non-stop in the neighborhood which was which was really wild that's and, it's a good sign and you know i I was talking to somebody about it today. I think that tonight is supposed to be another good migrant push. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a lot of talk of um, overshoots, you know. Mm-hmm. So yellow-throated. This is that yellow-throated warbler that's in New Haven is the second or third one in the state already. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's a lot. Um, somebody reported a Kentucky warbler and the prothonotary, and those are like the three common warbler overshoots for Mm -hmm. us and we've already had all of them Mm -hmm. so it's looking good you know we could we also already had our first state record of townsend's warbler Mm. this year um in hartford and that was a huge one like that was a long 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 awaited first state record we're like the last state on the east coast to get one but it's just you know it's it's the way our um, shoreline is set up so mm-hmm. we're, we're just a little bit we're in a little bit of a weird weather pocket so they just kind of miss us mm-hmm. and we're a small target so um, pretty stoked to have gotten that guy or lady I should say it was a female hmm. um, that was pretty cool um, so we're doing really good Connecticut's kind of doing pretty good for rarities this year so keep your uh, keep I'll keep you in in Formed, of course, about the shoreline rarities, and we'll always send a text at the very least. So, I was yeah. surprised that there weren't any red starts today. Yeah, I was too. We usually get there was, a, there was only a couple reported statewide, from what I understand. So, yeah, yeah. maybe there's a they're probably in the second wave. Mm-hmm. Maybe usually we've got like a freaking million of them. So, yep. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, usually that's like 
when in the first migrant push, they're right. there. And I kept yeah. thinking I was seeing them just, I guess, because my brain was like, you should be seeing yeah. this. And I'm like, oh, there's one. No, that's not one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's funny. Black-throated blue, um, American red start, and uh, those two especially, but there was like no magnolias no, that's, that I saw reported. That's, there's there's the, the three that we're used to seeing a shitload of are not here. Yeah. And so, you know, they must be coming. <laughs> that's what I was saying to Scott because I, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the black-throated blues because mm-hmm. they're usually the red starts and black-throated blues are what we see right now. And I was really shocked that we didn't I, – I think I heard one. Yeah. But um, we couldn't find it. And, um, you know, that's the, the other reason is, is, like, it's the one that's, like, it will come up close. So I wanted James to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. They're like super interactive. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. That actually is a good segue. You guys gave me shit on Twitter about <laughs> uh, seen versus heard. I, I did. I thought... I'm not on Twitter, Sean. It's just. Oh, me. you're not on Twitter, but I felt he like su- that was the most Scott me. thing ever. Well, he fully supports me giving you <laughs> shit about it. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And I yeah. know that we're just coming out of like what we're doing. But I thought it would be cool to talk about um, how you like what you guys think versus like what I think and stuff like that. And how we talk, how we go about like seen versus heard and like the significance to you guys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I know Scott doesn't give a shit what he hears. He needs to see that bird and hopefully get a picture of it or he'll count it for his life list. Yeah. I don't know how Heather feels about this. I I also feel like I have to see it before I put it on my life list. Well, it's not not even see it. Like I want to gaze at it. I want it to gaze at me. I want to like lock eyes, <laughs> and want to have a moment. Like I need that moment to like really drive it home. Because like honestly, you know, and I think this is the difference. And like I'm not, I'm not demeaning or degrading anybody or how they choose to bird. That's like the the very last thing I want because birding like anything else, it's super personal, right? I mean, sure. and how you do it, how you go about it, like it's not for me to say, you know. But for me, um, you know, the, it's it it ha- it's like the experience of it, you know, and especially because like I'm I'm just not I'm not a chaser. Like even before we had a kid, and like literally couldn't. Um, I, I wasn't really the guy who was like, oh, there's this here. Let's, let's like quick get in the car. Well, if it was a nice day, like when we did the, um, yeah, if, if we had sort of decided up front that we were going to like go, was it the yellow blackbird? Oh, yellow headed blackbird. Yellow Yellow headed. I'm like, which party part was it? Um, yeah. And so like, I feel like I'm, I'm not really. I've never kept a list, like any sort of list. This is uh, mm-hmm. like, ironically, maybe the first year that I've started keeping just a year list. Um, and we have our yard list. Yeah. And and the reason is like because like that, that sort of foam, like bird FOMO, when you hear like this is here and this is there and like don't know if you can go, but like whatever, like it's it's gut-wrenching sometimes you know because like we (laughs) just don't have that flexibility and you know when you've got a hungry kid or a tired kid like you just can't do it and 
I've had to I've had to like make peace with that. I've had to be like I I have to be like literally become a Buddhist birder where <laughs> I don't like I just can't be attached to what I see. I can't go out expecting to see stuff, wanting and needing to see stuff and sort of like setting myself up for that stuff. And I've had to develop this like birding practice, you know, like where I'm just constantly trying to like be in awe and connect with like the stuff that's in front of me. And like, it was cool, you know, like what it was three weeks ago that I got the, my first warbler and it was like really nice. It was of the year. Yeah. I got the, what's that? Of the year. Yeah. Of the year. Uh, it was a palm warbler. And then like immediately afterwards was the pine warbler. And it was like, Oh, you know, this is amazing. And it was in the neighborhood. Um, yeah. And it was just something that I I don't know. It gave me that sort of jolt, you know. And it's been a little, it's been a little bit dead. And like we've had to just sort of find ways to like connect with with the birds that are around us. And and for me, it's been like an obsession. That pine warbler is long gone, and there are probably none here. But we do have large stands of of pines. And I personally cannot tell the difference between <laughs> like a chipping sparrow, different kinds of chipping sparrows and other sort of large, like chittery, twittering birds. And so I hear all these different calls and I swear like when when I saw the pine, he was having this like weird territorial back and forth with a chipping sparrow. I shit you not. <laughs> And it was it was such that like when I came back, because the the well long story short I didn't have a camera so I went home to get a camera. I came back, the camera battery died as soon as I turned it on to get a picture of this thing because I saw him you know before I got a picture. I I knew it wasn't a chipping sparrow. But then by the time I came back the third time with a fresh battery in my camera, I got to the entrance of the park and I heard him and I got my camera up, and it was a fucking chipping sparrow. <laughs> and I was like, I, I had this like surreal moment of like, was it all an illusion? Like, did I just see what I wanted to see? And and this this chipping sparrow was just sitting there screaming his head off. And then I heard and then I heard him like screaming territorially at what I assumed was either the other pine warbler or if I was going insane, another chipping sparrow. And like, I swear, Sean, these sounded exactly the same. I know they yeah, don't. Like when you you're go, you're not wrong. When you go on Merlin. They, I feel like they handpicked like the two that sounded the most different, <laughs> and because these <laughs> these guys like the cadence was just the same, the pitch level was the same, the intervals were the same. I was just like, this is this is absolutely nuts. Um, but then ever since, like that pine warbler took off, and ever since I've been hearing like this crazy variation in that type of song. I I don't even know what other birds are doing this, but. Um, so it's been like, that's been, that's been like one of my things It's like, all right, well maybe what I need to do since I'm sort of locked into the neighborhood and I wanted to spend a little bit of, of time later for other people who are either like in tough spots, got kids, you're in a birding black hole or whatever to like talk about like different things to spice up your birding life. Um, and it was so is this all to say that you really need to see the bird because you can't trust your ears? Um, yeah, I'm getting there, Heather. I just need another half hour. <laughs> um, so this is my way of saying that, like, I'm trying to find this practice, right, 
that I, I can like invest a little bit more in something that's maybe less special, right? Quote special, because these are the birds that are around, right? And it's just like, this is, gets back to the, uh, the Buddhist birding practice. It's like you can't make birds appear, right? It's just like you can't control the weather. So you're either going to chase or you're not, or you can chase or you can't. And yeah. so like for me, you know, that that sort of locking eyes thing, that that predates James, but it's it's part of that thing about, about like making a, a deeper connection yeah. and mm-hmm. like getting to spend some time with a bird, even if it's not. I just feel like I can't check it off my list, even if it's just like it went past my binoculars and then flew off. Like I knew I know like if if, if it was a look that's like, well, that was probably a Blackburnian. Maybe. I it had I, orange. It had orange. Right. It had black. I still if I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I just don't feel comfortable putting it down. Well, it just doesn't feel good putting it down, no, right? No, no. I don't feel satisfied. I need to be satisfied. Exactly. That's fair. And it's. I think it's uh, It's important to point out, like, that even between, like, the two of you that are birding together more often than not, you have different, like, values when it comes to, like, how you want to see things and what a lifer means and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and what you, you guys the the shit that i've gotten from you guys has been <laughs> but it's been it's been point very poignant and i've thought about it a little bit more as well and you know a lifer for me it depends on the bird like if it's a a black rail at night and i'm never going to get to see this bird because of its skulky habits and its you know preference for singing at night i'll take the song mm-hmm. like yeah. it's you know, midnight and it's ticking out of a swamp. But mm-hmm. if it's a warbler, I want to see it mm-hmm. for so, sure. So like, sh- and I, I can, I can give you that. But now, listing mm-hmm. for a big year stuff like that, I'll take a song because the song is proof that it's there. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's the bird counts. The bird is there, and that's what matters is that it's like present, accounted for, yeah. and I you was... know if there's breeding data i'll record the breeding data and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was thinking of you sean as i heard the warbling vireo in the distance today and i was like i guess i would check like i wasn't doing my eber today i might go back and do the list um just because i had the lifer and yeah. i was like i mean i can hear the warbling vireo i actually feel very comfortable checking it off now x years into, into birding right like i yeah, know i know, you it was know it yeah but and I was thinking of you, and I was thinking of the grouse that you heard. And I'm like, well, you probably would. Like, that's really hard to see. And, like, you know that that you know it when you hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's only one thing that that could be, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in an area that's not as um, populated as, like, around here. So I was like, okay, like, I get when he does that. But there's some birds I'm like, ah. So I'm kind of glad you came to that conclusion. Yeah, no, if it's a songbird, I need to see it. Because, yeah. like, why Why would you Why would you not, why would you just walk away from a lifer, like, Blackburnian warbler, hearing it sing? Be like, yeah, that was enough. Fuck that shit. There's nothing cooler than seeing, like, a Blackburnian warbler male sitting in front of you on a tree, like, in a tree branch or, you know, 
uh, Wilson's warbler pop up out of the brush. You mean and, the toupee you know, warbler? Yeah, mm-hmm. the toupee warbler. Yeah. Um, you know, that like those those moments are sort of etched in my head. I, mm. You know, my life list is what three hundred and nineteen birds. It's not that long, but it's you know only just over three and a half years behind the binoculars and. I remember every single lifer and that's fucked up, but mm-hmm. I have like really vivid memories of, mm-hmm. I do too. of every single lifer that I've got. And mm. that's, you know, I can't, I can't take that. Like I could never like lose that off that like experience. That's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But today, three and a half hours, 67 species, I heard, you know, I saw half of them, and I know Matt would say the same thing about his list. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Hooded Warbler, we know the Hooded Warbler song. We know it well enough that the one that we heard was singing its, like, alternate song. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait, oh, yeah, alternate song, got it, cool. Like, it's, it's, there's, like, you spend enough time, like, listening to the songs, learning the songs. And, like, Heather's saying, she can feel com- confident in saying, like, yeah, that was a Warbling Vireo. How many fucking warbling vireos have you heard? Like standing at the covered bridge at Eli Whitney, you can't hear anything but warbling vireos when you're trying to find other birds. Right. Literally just warbling vireos singing above <laughs> your head. So, like we know these birds, and I feel like that's if you're a lister, counting by song is not a problem at all. Mm. But lifers, I, 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 I'm seeing the light. I, I, I can see what you guys have been saying. But I wanted to actually throw it out to our listeners, motherfuckers. What do you think about this? Like, what? How do you list? How do you? What do you count? Like, tell us like what you guys are doing. Hit us on Twitter or anything. Just t- talk to us about it because this is really interesting and it's fucking migration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's something that we've we've um, given Sean shit for for three years. A long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Sean could hear a rumor of a bird call and count it. <laughs> this is obviously this is not true. Of course, we only say <laughs> Str- those things behind his back to his face. Stringy, stringy Sean. <laughs> stringy Sean. Well, it's funny because when Heather um, spotted the yellow-throated vireo today, um, uh, what do you 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 called out a. Uh, Black-throated green. green. And Just I'm like, Heather, was... are you stringing me? Oh, yeah. She's like, no, I'm not stringing. It's right there. I'm like, ah. Uh... <laughs> but then it turned out to be a life. So it was like, it was, it was actually better. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was missing as well. It was missing a significant portion of black, but I had I actually didn't know that there was a yellow throated vireo. And even though I heard the vireo call, I was like, well, what's the most likely um, bird that looks like similar to that? Um, yeah, in my memory, it's also in typical in like typical warbler fashion, especially for the greens. Like it was at the top of a tree, yeah. with you know, yeah, bright white clouds behind it, and it's it, pretty typical. It like <laughs> leafed out here, like fast. during the day, Dis- disturbingly no, fast. The day, like yeah, it yeah. was like it was like the day started and the leaves weren't really popped out yet, and then by the end of the day, it was like completely like there out. were no leaves at all last week, and this week it looks like summer, and so <laughs> it was that... like we're just getting a glimpse of this. Like I have, I have a couple shots of it that I snapped off like right before you got it the bolted. the eye. 
Yeah, so I got like a sort. They're all from a, they're all cloaca shots. So I'm gonna do, <laughs> I'm gonna do a uh, an Instagram the third eye ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do like a, I'm gonna do like that sweet vent post where I just have all the the bird cloaca from today. <laughs> I got some good bohemian cloaca, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, oh man, I was gonna say. The, you brought up a good one with the yellow-throated vireo. For new birders, if you are a new birder listening, play on the on your Merlin app or wherever you listen to bird songs. Play red-throated, red-eyed vireo and play yellow-throated vireo. And you'll hear such a similar song. And if you're an unseasoned birder especially, red-eyed vireo as like a pretty quick phrased song and so does a yellow-throated vireo but the yellow-throated vireo sounds like it's been drinking whiskey (laughs) so it has this like really raspy song but it's Mm. very quick and at least it's main song and then they all have a lot of these birds at least have like secondary and sometimes tertiary like songs that they sing well the funny Um, thing about the yellow-throated that was like that it it feels like it cuts off short yeah like he's just like hey uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> the end uh, is like uh, always. Uh, <laughs> um, and the, but you know, red eyed vireos are pretty quick, uh, the same. We're pretty used to hearing them. Um, and it's like, uh, it, it, it's, it can be difficult. And especially if you're expecting one bird to pop out and it's a totally other one, totally different bird. Like, this is a really good time to practice and listen to a lot of bird song because the motherfuckers will throw you for a loop. Also, Magnolia Warbler and uh hooded warbler listen to those two songs one after another or like scott was talking about chipping sparrow and pine warbler and worm eating warbler mm-hmm. oh yeah the worm eating warbler is 100%. so weird yep. yeah and you know they are, are obviously different songs but yeah if you if you hear them like at the same time or like maybe one after another mm-hmm. it's just going to sound like the same bird with a different mm-hmm. phrase or like a different pitch and so you can lose your fucking mind. And then you get and then you get fatigued and yeah. like, you know, and then you start blending them with perulas because they're just buzzy and sort of going up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just sort of like doing it. And you're like, I know what that. Wait, do I know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And that was, yeah. Today that was happening to me at a certain point. I was like, I can't tell the difference. And then I heard like a blue winged warbler and it's just be buzz and i was like yeah. oh i'm back i'm back I'm okay back. i just needed i needed something different for like five seconds so. to yeah. center you yeah 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 oh, um the other thing i was going to say is i what i didn't realize today until today even though i've seen eight billion um yellow rumped was that i didn't realize that the myrtle and the audubon have different songs and i didn't i don't know why i didn't know that. yeah we only get myrtles, so we should like. I'm not sure what a Audubon sound like, but they we should only be getting myrtles here. And really, they yeah, you're seeing you you the males and the females and look the females. like two. They look like two different uh, subspecies. Mm-hmm. They're crazy, but they're it's just one. We only have one subspecies here, but they sing and they call, and their call sounds like a song. Mm-hmm. So. It's really confusing with how because the f- 
females almost sound like they're singing as well. Mm-hmm. And we're not used to that either. Mm-hmm. So there's all of this like weirdness in the yellow rumped tribe right. for what it's worth. They get, they're very like ubiquitous, right? Like we see them a fuckload and basically throughout the year, you, we can have them in the winter. Like they're always around, mm-hmm. but they're really fucking hard. They look like six different species and they sound like a bunch of different species and they're always in front of you and they fuck up everybody's birding day. I sort of got it. Is really, seen... It is really weird to sort of get a, a sort of, yeah, a mystery warbler until you yeah. get that angle and then you see that ass patch and you're like, yeah, oh, exactly. Right. I know Did, what this like, is. I didn't know. I didn't know they had a yellow crown. Did you? I, I had did, no idea. I, Wait, what? <laughs> they, yeah, look. Yeah, well, this is really? The, yeah, the female, uh, the female, I think at least has like a yellow crown. No, the male does too. I'm looking at it. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever looked at the top, that top of a yellow rumped warbler's head. Uh, yeah, and... you don't really get to see the tops of their heads though, because they're always above you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. As opposed to the but palm, the... which is like, oh, it's at eye level yeah. or below most of the time. Yeah, and with like, it, with the down shot for the first time, I saw it's like yellow rump, and I was wow. like, "Cool, you're a yellow rump, but you also have a yellow head. What the huh. fuck?" Like, <laughs> I thought I knew everything about you after three years. No, right. I don't. I don't know shit. It's just wild. Like, one one thing after another with these fucking birds. You just like just when you think you know their song or their behavior or like something like that, like the worm eating warbler, I have never seen one off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was in the trees. It was like 20 oh. feet above oh, me in the it's mid canopy. Yeah. Yeah. We've only like, seen them in the, in the tree. We've only seen one. Oh, I've only seen one. Yeah, that one. And it was oh, in a really? tree in, in College Woods uh, Park. Like not even yeah. in East Rock Park. It was literally in a tree by the area the where they field. play soccer. <laughs> And oh, it was wow. just, yeah. It, it was... haunted me because I heard it from across the um, the field. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, that's a warbler, but I don't know what warbler that is. And I spent yeah. like literally half an hour trying to track down where the hell it was. Yeah, we tracked it down. And then it took me forever to figure out what it was. Yeah. And then, we got, um, and then we got, and then we got, and then we got the side eye from someone. You remember the yeah, woman the we ran into? Me. We ran into her, and she's like, you know, we were talking about birding. We're like, I have this word we're meeting warbler in that tree over there, and she's like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but oh. they breed in College Woods, so that lady can suck it. Yeah, well, right. No, I know, and like literally, you can, <laughs> you can. Um, well, I can't, but Jill could probably take you to several of their, yeah, of their breeding grounds, right? I mean, yeah, these are. Yeah. It's not. This is not an unknown quantity down there. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't they know. just people stop singing people, really people, quick. People yeah. just don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and they can be, like, older. You know what it is? Is that I always assume that if someone's older and they're birding, that they must, like, know what they're talking about. <laughs> and yeah. and then um, just today we ran into someone, and I thought that they were, like, seasoned because they were older. And then they were like, oh, yeah, I saw my first Baltimore. And I'm like... And I don't think she was talking about the year. Like, oh, ever? <laughs> I, th- I think she was. Well, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was weird, and I was yeah. like, maybe I shouldn't just assume old people are yeah. seasoned birders. Um, so that's that's on me. Yeah, that's well, a safe assumption. Yeah, I don't know. I think I mean, sometimes you you say a bird that you don't 
that they probably have never heard of before, even though it's common, then they, they might be like, oh, and just come off as like, I don't know. I think there was also probably some, some is reverse ageism a thing? I don't know. She probably looked at you yeah, yeah, and yeah. you were like, purple haired, purple haired, like tattooed girl who was like, I thought we're meeting Warbler. Cause that's how you sound. And uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she's on meth. She doesn't know anything. I have all my teeth. Yeah. She's on heroin. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it's a sign of respect. We're just respecting our elders by assuming they are more experienced than yeah. us. And then they give you shit or throw shade or something of the, the like. And what's it like, are. what's it like up, up in your neck of the woods? Is it, how are the people there? Like the birders that you run into compared to down here? Is it any different? Um, so there's a lot less of them. Um, so it's the ones that I'm running into are either casual, like out for a hike with their like Bushnells around their neck or they're really That's a slur, by the way, for, for everyone out there. <laughs> I don't, I we refer to them way. as Bushnells. Um, with, that means like, a their, person who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. With their like, you know, they're, they're like, they're 30 or $40, you know, pair of binoculars and they're just out casually looking hoping to catch a glimpse of maybe like the one Baltimore Oriole they'll see in, in four years or something like that. And that's great. But, or, but for the most part, actually it's, it's these, it's these really experienced birders. It's like, there aren't that many of us, but it is hyper competitive. Um, there's a lot of good birders up here. Uh, I got an email from somebody asking me to help with some breeding surveys and stuff like that. Like, you know, the, we're, we're few and far between, but our, I think our, um, our checklists sort of speak for themselves. And your so collective obsessiveness is, is getting the job yeah. done. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, while you're I've, shitting on people with cheap binoculars. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh I mean, my God, cheap, you like adjust your bins. monocles and mine are cheap. I have a, you know, mine are relatively cheap compared to the fucking Swarovskis that most people have around their necks around here. So mm. I, you know, like, I um, but I, my right now I'm leading the county with, for Tolland with with species, and it's just because I'm out all the time, and uh, so and I you know I'm new here, so now I'm starting to get emails where like, hey, we don't know your name, but you're uh, you're you're picking up some good species. But we you have your email. Out. Oh, from eBird, they have your email. Or they'll email me through the Connecticut uh, yeah. list list serve or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's. And that's fine. It's kind of interesting. And I've met some cool people there. You know, we exchange information or I'll send a message like, hey, you know, I just found this here. Good luck finding it or something like that. So um, the ones know, that aren't f- fighting over fluorescent clothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we like, we had um, a couple of Bonaparte skulls which are really out That's of weird. range. Yeah. Um, and I, there was like this big push of Bonaparte skulls and um, like common loon, stuff like that. Oh. coming like dropping onto lakes up here. And so I went out and a bunch of us went out. We were just hunting all the lakes in the area. And I found some Bonapartes and I sent, you know, sent some messages out and people came. 
to, to see them. It was like, it's a kind of an, it's a neat, tight knit, small, but it's neat. There's a lot of good people. So hmm. I'm, I'm liking it up here. I miss, I miss my Eli Whitney, but I like this area. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, we miss you too, Sean. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll see each other again after hopefully we all survive COVID. Um, one little story that I wanted to um, include in here is that when we were walking around, um, poor James gets dragged along while we're birding and we try our best to <laughs> <laughs> entertain him with other things like bumblebees and um helping him spot like the easier birds like cardinals and geese and wh- whatnot and um as we were leaving the woods he requested to see the the mimi bus which is um there's like an old folks home around the corner that has a like a mini bus and so he wanted <laughs> to go see, he wanted to go see it but part of that is like it's near like where a lot of sparrows hang out in like this like grungy little area by like a forgotten little piece of water yeah that's where i got the um the white-throated sparrow singing like that i posted a video for oh yeah yeah oh cool yeah and um and we weren't talking like we were just like looking and i was rolling him in his little car and as we got to the um Mm. area he started going our son was pishing because yeah. he knows that he's, when we start going to that area, we start pishing. Yeah, he's he's That's tw- crazy. He's twenty one months old, and <laughs> he's he started pishing like as we approached, like with no prompting. No, he was just like he's like the wild. folks are gonna do this, so I'm gonna do this too. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because his you know his like vocal range is so much different than yours. Yeah, it probably is pretty close to like. <laughs> Yeah, like a tufted titmouse or or something like that. It's like alarm call. That's hilarious. It was yeah. it was like <laughs> I couldn't. Didn't you get video of him doing it? Yeah, I did get video. We'll have to post it to yeah. Paul notes. I was like, it was such a it was such a proud mama moment. I yeah. actually posted it to the Connecticut um, birding group too because I just couldn't. Whoop! I couldn't believe. That's adorable. That he that he knew to do that. Except it's funny because when we do it in the woods, um, the one time I. That he rem- he remembers that I did it in the woods was um it was at the same time that there was a duck a mallard uh, mm-hmm. quacking, so sometimes when I pish in that area he goes duck duck <laughs> and I'm like no it doesn't bring <laughs> I want to be like no it doesn't bring out it's ducks it really duck brings call. out like smaller birds but mm-hmm. um <laughs> we do this for passerines James yeah. mm-hmm. passerines. Oh, what a! I just can't wait to see what what new stuff comes out of that kid's mouth. It's crazy. It's always something good. So it's always something until birdie. He, until he learns how to swear, and then right. oh, then you're kinda. then you're Soon screwed. <laughs> then he can come on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> then he can be a guest. Uh, um, he did say Donald Dump Truck the other day. <laughs> so, aptly named. Said Donald Dump Truck full, full of trash. Of trash. <laughs> Apt, <laughs> very astute observation. Probably uh, the most polite slur anyone's used about that name. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. James, rapist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He doesn't know that word yet. Not yet. No, we'll leave that one out of his vocabulary for a while. Just for a month or two. Um. 
Well, you got <laughs> anything else before we uh, before we sign off? You know, I think it's just important to to mention like we're rolling into migration, and wherever you are, if you're locked down, you know, if you're stuck in an apartment building, birds are flying overhead. Mm-hmm. If you can open your window and because there's not that much noise like out in the city right now, you know, listen for flight calls. You might get lucky. They have birds have really distinct flight calls. Um, things are moving like Eastern whippoorwills and there are common night hawks. And, you know, that's I'm just talking about the East Coast. But wherever you are, there's there's things happening. And I know that it sucks to be stuck at home. Like we know that things are shitty and we're lucky to have neighborhoods and backyards and not everybody is so lucky. Like, and I think it's super important that we keep that in perspective. Um, Yeah. So along those lines, um, if you are, if you do have a neighborhood or you do have a yard, um, but you can't really travel for, um, whatever reason um you can keep a log or a journal and you can record the species that you see and you can start um, doing some of the things that i've been doing recently which is just recording behaviors and seeing how birds interact Um, it's really interesting the hierarchy around the feeder and how different birds of different sizes and um, and species sort of interact in uh, at the feeder and in the yard, and I'm trying to get better at this because I feel like these are all the little stories that are super interesting, right? And yeah. you know the the hierarchies of who's gonna who's gonna chase off who, and it doesn't always come down to size, and sometimes you see like really crazy birds on the same feeder together and they're totally chill. Um, of course then the, the trash sparrow shows up and chases everybody <laughs> away. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find different and creative ways to, to bird at a time when, you know, we're a lot less flexible and able to move. So that would be another thing that I would love to hear from people about. Like I can't draw for shit. I, I do. I have these dreams of just having like a beautiful journal where, you know, I have these sort of handcrafted and sketched like birds and Me like too. little notes about <laughs> them. And, and then like I start drawing and James's drawings are better. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but like, you know, I can keep I can keep notes like I can tell stories, you know. And um, so I would love to hear if if you're doing something like this, if you have a journaling a journaling practice or, or you sketch birds, um, you have a comic, your name is false knees, just hit up the comments, like write me <laughs> an email. Let me know. Um, I know, um, Keegan, one of our listeners yeah. has been yeah. doing some drawing a lot. Um, I know, uh, another one, her name's Brittany. She's been doing a bunch of drawing like the same way, some sketching and stuff like that. Um, friend of the podcast, uh, Jeffrey Ward has been keeping a window list, which is pretty neat. Just like the things he sees out his window. And he just had a black throated blue warbler. Like, that's badass. Just a window bird in New York City. Like, that's rad. Yeah. So we just, we want to hear. Be a, let's be a community in a time when it's really fucking important. Um, I think that's, that's, you know, especially right now, migration's happening. It's important that 
we know what's coming and like when they're coming. Like we need to know this stuff. We need to know the health of the birds. And while we can't have breeding bird surveys and we can't have migration surveys happening, like we need to be a community and stick together. And I think this is a really good way to do it. Just fucking do what you can. Also, also, I just want to mention, because we we're talking about all these people who draw birds, uh, their damned birds, formerly his damned birds <laughs> on, on Instagram uh, does some crazy shit, very Egon Shile style so uh, good. birds with just the craziest captions you've ever read. Um, the also named sexiest her- captions you've ever read. Yeah, sexiest, and um, and her name is Heather as well, and she has the Betty Page bangs that I used to have, so she's like number one in my book. And she grows orchids. Yeah, she checks the boxes. Shout out all you orchid growers, love you. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Mm. <laughs> Feel the orchid love. Yeah, and on that note. We bid you a fond farewell. Be well. Motherfucking pal mouth. Yes. Exactly, Sean. (laughs) Get the fuck out and bird. But like within like, you know, around Maintaining social distancing practices with a face mask. mask. With a face mask. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Bye. (laughs) 